Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Happy okay-ish Wednesday. I'm Mary Ellen, your host, a licensed mental health therapist and very okay-ish human being. And I want to start out by actually following up from last week's episode about alcohol addiction. One of the amazing okay-ish listeners reached out to me after this episode to talk about her mom struggling with alcoholism and what that was like for her living with her mom and doing things like monitoring how full liquor bottles were, picking up her mom after she fell down the stairs, stuff like that. And she said how people don't really realize how dangerous alcohol is. She said to me, people know that alcoholics exist, but they don't really know what that means. So thank you so much for reaching out to share that story. And I'm so glad that the episode last week spoke to you. Please, if you have stories like that, if you can really relate to something or have a question about something, please send me a DM on Instagram and tell me how you can relate. Tell me about your story. I love it. It helps me know what to talk about here and hopefully helps our other listeners too. And also follow on Instagram at Mary Ellen Dance for weekly challenges related to the podcast. All right. So now that that's out of the way, today we're going to talk about something different than alcohol, but can be related. And that is borderline personality disorder. I know we talk about stigmas a lot here, but boy, oh boy, this one has a big stigma. Huge. And this month, May, is borderline personality disorder awareness. So today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to review some facts. You know that I love facts. Then I'm going to try to paint a picture of what someone with this disorder kind of looks like and give some examples. And then lastly, I'm going to share four things you can do if you know someone with borderline personality disorder, how you can best support them and how you can cope yourself. But before we go into all of this, huge important piece of information, do not diagnose yourself. Some of the things I'm going to say, you're going to think, oh my gosh, I can be like that sometimes. Don't diagnose yourself. It's not true. Don't diagnose the people around you. Do not diagnose. All right. Okay. So before I go into borderline personality disorder specifically, there are lots of personality disorders, lots of different types. Borderline is just one of them. And a personality disorder is a rigid and enduring pattern of behavior that impairs the sense of self, our goals, our capacity for empathy, our capacity for intimacy. Personality disorders are basically just personality traits that are more extreme and dysfunctional than other people. 
It's really common for personality disorders to be comorbid with things like anxiety, depression, PTSD, alcohol addiction, all sorts of things. So borderline is one personality disorder, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So the features of borderline personality disorder are an unstable mood, major, major mood swings, in and out of irritable states, very rageful sometimes, very unstable, an unstable self-image, a lot of self-hatred. Borderline personality disorder also looks very impulsive, unstable relationships. It's really commonly associated with PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, eating disorders, and substance abuse. The majority of people with borderline personality disorder, not everyone, but a feature is often self-harm. And I've talked in the podcast before about self-harm as a coping skill. Go back and listen to that episode. And it can be a coping skill, but typically with borderline personality disorder, those who engage in self-harm are doing it in like an attention-seeking way. What I mean by that is they do it so others will notice and attend to them and give them attention. What I mean by that is they'll engage in these self-harm behaviors so that others will notice and attend to them and give them attention. Same thing with suicidal threats or behaviors. Now, that's not to say we need to take any suicidal threats and behaviors seriously, but sometimes the motive for that with people with borderline personality disorder is different than wanting to kill oneself. Sometimes the motive is more attention-seeking. Borderline personality disorder can often look like violating others' boundaries, very conflict-ridden relationships. There's a huge fear of abandonment with people who have borderline personality disorder. And so often the unstable moods, the impulsive moods are related to frantic efforts to avoid any type of real or imagined abandonment. So... All of that is what borderline personality disorder is, but all of that is pretty broad, right? You may be listening and be like, okay, like I said in the beginning, don't diagnose yourself, but you may be listening and thinking, okay, well, sometimes I have bad self-esteem and sometimes I have unstable relationships. Don't diagnose yourself. (laughs) I will get more into what I mean by this in a minute. 5.9% of adults, that's 14 million people. So even though 5.9% doesn't sound like a lot, 14 million people is a lot. 14 million people have borderline personality disorder. 75% of the people who have this are women. It is much more common in women than it is in men. And it typically comes from trauma. Stay tuned. I'm going to talk all about trauma next week and possibly the week after, too. We're going to do lots of fun stuff related to trauma. But typically, borderline personality disorder comes from trauma. It often shows up in, like, late teenage years, early adulthood. All right, so now that I've gotten that out of the way, and we know what it looks like, we know these symptoms, but they're kind of broad and confusing, let me explain some symptoms in, like, regular terms and try to paint a picture of what someone with borderline personality disorder might be like. People with this disorder are often the life of the party. They can be really intriguing and fun and exciting and alluring, and they can be also angry and rageful and critical. 
someone with borderline personality disorder might meet someone and be over the moon in love and want to get married and think life is perfect. And then maybe there's a hiccup or a fight and they respond with saying that the person doesn't love them and they don't know how that person can be mean and so hurtful to them. And so then they'll respond by being mean and hurtful back. And then they'll have realized what they've done and come begging back and apologizing and saying they'll die without the other person. It very much kind of looks like that. These dramatic shifts in mood, everything is either like really wonderful or really horrible. People with borderline personality disorder are known for the kind of I hate you, don't leave me response. That's related to the fear of abandonment I just mentioned. There's actually a book called I Hate You, Don't Leave Me, which is an amazing resource if you struggle with borderline personality disorder or if you know someone who does. I Hate You, Don't Leave Me helps a lot with teaching what is going on in the person's brain with understanding what's going on to help increase compassion for that loved one with borderline personality disorder. Because it's hard. I'm describing borderline personality disorder right now. And you're still probably like, I don't really get it. Because it's difficult to describe. It's hard to describe. It's hard to treat. Symptoms of the disorder, like I said, include conflict-ridden relationships, which also include relationships with doctors and therapists. As a therapist, we kind of look for people who hop from one therapist to the next. Because oftentimes people with this disorder will go to a therapist and then, you know, the therapist might challenge them or do something that they don't like. And so they'll stop going to them and they'll go to the next one and then go to the next one. So it's difficult to treat in that way because all relationships are conflict ridden, even those relationships with helping professionals. And it's also difficult to describe because, like I mentioned, all these symptoms we've named, we all experience those at some point or another. (laughs) Right? We all experience that, whether we're going through a difficult time in life or maybe a breakup or whatever it may be, we can experience some of that. But that doesn't mean we have this disorder, but it does make this disorder difficult to describe and difficult to understand. So when I was in grad school, there was a professor in grad school trying to teach us about borderline, which, as I'm saying, is difficult to do. And she said, I'll never forget. She said, once you meet someone with borderline personality disorder you'll get it a little bit more. She said, you know, you'll probably be confused at first at how to interact with that person, but then the disorder will be more understandable. And it's so funny because that's literally exactly what happened for me. (laughs) In my first job, I had a client who was female. And the first time I met her, I was so confused. I felt crazy. Literally, she was like one minute laughing with me, then the next minute kind of making snarky comments towards me and angry with me. And then she would like give me a compliment. And she was just like so all over the place that I literally couldn't keep track of the conversation. Like she would say something and then a second later would deny that she said that. And I was like, what is happening? And so at the time I had, I didn't understand what was happening. And so I went to get my supervisor to help me. And my supervisor came into the session, kind of diffused the situation. And when the client left, he looked at me, I'll never forget it. And he said, that's what we call borderline. And it's so true because it is a little bit hard to describe. And lots of movies try to depict this. As you can imagine, there's a really negative stereotype with borderline personality disorder, because guess what? 
People with borderline personality disorder have conflict-ridden relationships. They can be mean sometimes. They can be critical and judgmental. And that has created this negative stereotype, which is horrible because that's just a symptom. And that's just people with this disorder needing to learn and be aware of what's going on and why they respond in such uh, dramatic ways. And the stereotype doesn't help. And so lots of movies try to portray this, but it often doesn't work because they'll just try to portray stereotypes. For example, the movie Fatal Attraction, it's an older movie, tried to depict Borderline and got some of it right. You know, the main character became really infatuated and even started like stalking their love interest. But it was so far-fetched too that it just kind of contributed to the stereotype. The movie Misery also attempts to portray Borderline and did okay. But again, these are older movies and there's actually more knowledge out there now. One movie that I know that does a fairly good job of it that I've seen is Kate Winslet's character in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. This character has an alcohol addiction, is very impulsive, can be very rageful, Unfortunately, often some symptoms of borderline personality disorder can can be very manipulative. The person trying to manipulate others in order to avoid the real or perceived abandonment. And so be careful when you're seeing this in the movies or on TV or in the media, because some of it is, you know, gets it right. And some of it just perpetuates the stereotypes. Apparently, there's actually a new movie with Kristen Wiig out called Welcome to Me that is about Borderline and apparently does a pretty good job of it. I haven't seen it, but I've read some reviews from other uh, therapists and mental health professionals that say it does a fairly good job of portraying it. If you know of any more movies that have a really good portrayal, let me know. I always like to give them as like an example if they do. It's also important to note there's some famous people who have reported having borderline personality disorder who have spoken up about it. Angelina Jolie, Anna Nicole Smith, and Pete Davidson, who is a star on Saturday Night Live. He is very open about his struggle with it, which is also cool because he's in the minority being a man struggling with it. So the bottom line is that it's a really confusing disorder, but it's important to not fall into those stereotypes. And yes, some of the symptoms of borderline personality disorder can be a little bit manipulative, impulsive, rageful, things that like we don't necessarily want from our loved ones, right? But it's important to recognize that that's a symptom of a disorder. It's not who the person is. So that brings me to what do we do if we know someone who's borderline? The first thing we do is read the book, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me. It's great. Read it. (laughs) The second thing is to stay neutral when the person is having mood swings. So if a close friend who has this disorder attacks us or is rageful towards us, the first thing we want to do as human beings is defend ourselves, right? But unfortunately, that doesn't really help. Yes, it's important to share our thoughts, share our feelings, but kind of riding on the highs and lows and the mood swings with the other person will not help. If we can stay a little bit neutral and not ride those highs and lows, that can be great. 
The third thing, if we know someone who has this disorder, in preparation for this episode, I was telling someone that I was doing this episode about borderline personality disorder, and they asked, they said, if I have a friend who has that disorder, can I rely on them? Like, is it okay to rely on them or should I just not? And that's a great question. So great that I thought I'd include it here. And honestly, it's kind of dependent on the friend. I have friends who do not have borderline personality disorder that I can't rely on because that's just how they are, right? But typically, if we have a friend who has this disorder and they're open about this disorder, if they're in treatment, if they're on medication, they can be incredibly stable. Dialectical behavioral therapy, also known as DBT, it's a type of cognitive behavioral therapy, but it works so well with people with borderline personality disorder. Its main goal is to teach people how to live in the moment, how to regulate their emotions, how to develop healthy ways to cope, how to improve their relationships with others. It does a lot of like tracking moods and managing moods and recognizing triggers for mood swings and things like that. It's proven to be really, really effective. And I have known people with borderline personality disorder who have been in DBT, have been in other types of therapy, are on medications, you know, are very consistent with their medications and therapy, who have gone years with stability. It's kind of dependent on the friend if we can rely on them, because unfortunately, a lot of the time we can't if the person is not in a healthy place. And the fourth thing I want to share about what we do if we know and love someone with borderline personality disorder is to recognize when they're acting as themselves or acting out symptoms. And this is really hard to recognize, and we might not always recognize it. But it is important to be able to put into perspective for ourselves, like, oh, okay, this person is behaving in a way that's a symptom of their disorder. It's not an excuse for someone to behave poorly or be mean to you or critical of you or anything like that. Not an excuse, but it just helps in the understanding and us being able to have patience and compassion for ourselves, for that other person, which is honestly what people who struggle with this disorder need the most. Like, it's pretty wild. People with borderline personality disorder have this incredible fear of abandonment, but they do things to push people away. It's wild. And so often, you know, people with this disorder need stability of other people. But it's hard to be a support person with someone with borderline personality disorder because there's this push and pull and mood swings and back and forth and all of that. It's hard. But if we as the supporters can recognize and understand what's going on, that will be really helpful. That will help the person we love with this disorder and help us to be okay-ish. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. 
Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.